And when I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. It's showtime. This is the Bold Nonsense Podcast. We might as well have a good time. drop-in money and broadcast school has really paid off at still smooth productions <laughs> oh big golf huh all right well see you later and the man you know as the smartest idiot in the world i think cerveza in a can is probably the greatest invention besides yoga pants and chipotle at st bales Senseless to episode 110, you've got the Bold Nonsense Podcast. The red light is on. Red light means stop thinking. Get a little senseless with us on 4-25-2020. That is April 25th of the year 2020. Uh, yeah, uh, this week we are, this is, this is this the first week we've ever recorded on a Saturday? First Saturday recording. Or actually, uh, maybe episode 100. Was that on a Saturday? Oh, it might have been. Yeah, so maybe a second one. I don't know. Good recollection there. But yeah, we are recording on Saturday. Uh, And we're back because last week we took the week off. Hiatus. We took a hiatus. Um, Let's be honest. There was not much to talk about. (laughs) There was like three stories... And we were trying to force things, and it was just like, uh, let's push it. Two of the three stories were, were jersey changes, too. <laughs> yeah, it, was, <laughs> it was a lot of jersey talk, no recess ideas. It was just like, we've got nothing, and yeah. the draft is next week. Let's punt it. Yeah, punt. Yeah, Sometimes so we, you, ha- you have to know when to punt. Yeah, so we McAfee'd it to the next, uh, to this week, <laughs> and then... Last night, uh, the captain and I, we were watching rounds two and three for drinking in the draft, um, and so we mini-punted it, drop-kicked rugby it. Rugby punt. Yeah, rugby punt, I like that, uh, <laughs> until until today, so hopefully it'll be out uh, whenever you get it. Yeah, <laughs> so, you'll get it when you get it. We just like to keep you on your toes. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we've been. Uh, we hope you've been healthy inside to uh, at least six feet away from other people or whatever. Um, and uh, not in any dangerous places, hospitals, no. anything like that. Stay away. Yeah. Uh, so stay healthy and stay uh, having a good time. Hope you enjoyed the draft. We'll get into that a little bit later. We'll also talk some uniforms. Glad we waited because two more uniforms came out. So now we have four to talk about. Um, And we'll talk a little bit of news. 
but mostly draft reactions, um, the draft challenge reveal. That's big. The most pl- the most people we've ever had, I think, this year played. Um, so thank Send you records. everybody for that. Thank you to all the senseless. And if you missed out, don't worry, we do it every year, so you'll be back. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm at Walt Disney, happiest host on earth. You took journalism. Yeah. Get out of here. Ready for episode 110. Thank you for joining us once again. I am joined by our favorite, um, mostly here host, the PTO (laughs) himself. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Good. Thank you for that introduction at Walt Disney. Staying healthy, staying happy on this sunny Saturday day. Um, but I wanted to give, I wanted to start this podcast off by giving you two on this date. And it's two huge birthdays that I want to celebrate today. Uh, April 25th. Um, April 25th, 1962. Our fearless leader, Adam Silver, the NBA commish, the commish himself was born in Rye, New York. Is he the most, let me ask you this, is he the most um, beloved commissioner out of all three major sports? Genuinely liked. Probably, yeah. I, and do you mean like by his players? Pro player and pro, pro, fan, pro fan. Or like fans like him as well. Uh... Yeah, I know he's more, I know he's more progressive. And like that may sit differently with other people, but I don't know. I don't know about. I, I'm assuming fans like him. Yeah, you don't really hear much. I feel like commissioners that thing where it's like if you don't hear about him from fans, that means they like him. It's if good. They're, yeah, if they're not complaining. Yeah. they like him. Um, one thing, media and players love him. One yes, I agree. One thing that I do love, uh, I'll drop in right now about the draft. Did you see those, uh, was it the Bud Light commercials with hashtag uh, Boo the Commish? Yeah. <laughs> I love that Goodell just owns it. <laughs> you got it. A, it's a tradition. He knows his yeah. traditions in his own league, and he embraces them. That's perfect. Exactly. No, I love that. Uh, but more important, as important uh, of a birthday as Adam Silver is or has, uh, the more important birthday back in 1976 our savior, Tim Duncan, was born in Christiansted, U.S. Virgin Islands. So happy birthday, Tim. Five-time NBA champ, two-time MVP, three-time MV or her playoff MVP or finals MVP. Multiple defensive uh, first-team uh, selections. Uh, just my favorite player. This is this was a homer. This is a homer pick. I think everybody knows on this day made by me but I had to slide that in there dude I'm glad you did I'll, I'll be honest I've always been a Tim fan yes I used to make fun of him to you to make you mad <laughs> but I've yeah. always I've always you've all I've always loved Tim uh what is it uh, the 25th 1976 the basketball gods smiled a little bit bigger that day and nobody even knew why until nope. years later but yeah um Huge big happy birthday to uh to Timmy D. Timmy Yeah. Timmy Glass. Yeah, t- Timmy Timmy Glass. Timmy I like Glass. that. Okay, um so good happy birthdays. Good to be back. 
And it's going to be good to get into some random thoughts, which is where we go right now. Don't worry. I'm not going to do what everyone thinks I'm going to do. Flip out, man. No, I'm saying. Well, I'm awake and I speak English, so yeah, I do know what you're saying. Having a brainstorm session. I think I just, yeah, I just had an idea. Isn't that weird? Uh, let's get into some random thoughts. We've had a week to think about it. Uh, let's move. What do you got? I want to ask you a question. I want you to really think about this. What is your least favorite popular band? Whoa. Like, like universally liked or like they're popular with other people, but you just can't stand them. That's hard. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I don't listen to pop, like popular music now. Yeah. So if they're pop, I don't, so it's, I don't know. Because <laughs> I, sure, sure. I don't know any of the bands now. Think of like, all. so where I'm going is I don't hate these guys, but I think they're, again, and they're not. But I, I believe they are. Um, I'm not a U2 fan. And I just like, I, I can't get on board with their lights and like the sunglasses on stage and just like, like I'm really just not big into sunglasses. That scene. Yeah, I'm just not into that scene. Yeah. I know they're popular and I know they're like, they do a lot of good work uh, philanthropically. Um, but, uh, I just can't get on board with you two. I can get behind. There's a couple of songs that I'm like, okay, I can mess with this. It's like two. Yeah. But for the most part, uh, I would throw into that category, going a little back, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, There's yeah. There's only a couple songs that I like. Yeah. The rest of it, I'm like, you know, punt that. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rolling Stones is the same as the Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like, there's like five songs I like. And then the rest is like, meh, no thanks. Not for me. Not that it's bad, but it's not for me. Exactly. Um, But yeah, that's, like, I don't know any, like, right now, modern bands that I can say that about, because I don't listen to them. You know who I think would be a good person to ask that to? So I'm going to give Walt Disney a little homework. Okay, I'll write it down in my calendar. It would be... It would be to ask your other brother. Uh, we'll we'll keep his name off the air. S. Walsh. Mm, older, yeah. Yes. Um, that same question, because I think he he's a music guy. Yeah. And I feel like he, I feel like he would be able to give you a good insight, or I think he would have a, a good, um, entertaining answer. Yeah, that's probably something he's thought about. So I'd be, yeah, I'm, I would, I would uh, be surprised if he didn't have a good answer for that one. But yeah, try, I still, I'm, I'm stuck trying to think. Uh, and the only places I can go is like uh, the One Direction one. Like I hated them. Yeah. Any of that stuff. Like I, I don't know. That's how. I feel like different the easy scapegoat. Yeah. I feel like the easy scapegoat that a lot of people might go to is like Nickelback, you know, and I don't, again, I don't, I'm not a huge fan, but I think they also just, 
I don't know how, but they just got thrown under the bus, and now it's so popular to keep throwing them under more buses, you know? You, <laughs> like, yeah. Continually running them over. They're not as bad as how much they get made fun of for being that <laughs> yeah. bad. It's yeah, it's, it's like, funny to make fun of them. They were the epitome of that style of music that everyone got sick of. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, you take the the face, you take the the no pun intended, but the picture of, <laughs> of it, and you toss that under the bus, and and then when somebody else finds that picture, they throw it under the bus. But yeah, I get what you're saying there. But good question. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I like it. Uh, you have a ransom thought at Walt Disney. Yeah, this one is actually from the Chicago Bulls Instagram page. Mm. And it, it's kind of similar to, I think, some of the ones you've brought up in the, in the past couple weeks. But here it goes. You're offered $5 million to score against Michael Jordan one-on-one. You're given 10 chances. If you fail... You won't be able to hear music ever again. Would you lace up? End quote. <laughs> not a chance. Ten I not chances. <laughs> ten chances. You've got to score one time. Dude, I'm trying to think how many chances it would take me to score, and I'm I'm thinking upwards of upwards upwards of thirty goes. I don't. And I still think that's a little low. So, you know, you're playing, <laughs> it might take me a while. If you're playing one-on-one, you're going to start at the top of the key three-point line. He he bounces you the ball. You can't... Ten chances to hit a, a one-dribble step-back three for $5 million. And we're talking NBA, right? Not high school? I, Where are we playing? Sure. I don't... I don't Let's make it easiest on you. I think you need okay. you need more help I than need the MJ high school. does. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't think my step. I and I'm being completely realistic with myself. My step backs aren't nice. My I never was that offensively talented to develop my own shot. If I was getting up shots, it was up on a fast break because I was busting my arse uh, to run down the court, or I was be I made opportunities for myself off ball, and then I would be fed. And, you know, <laughs> finish the bucket. But I did not create opportunities for myself. Yeah. One-on-one for me would be the hardest thing to do. <laughs> so, no, I would not. Yeah. What about you? I don't know if I would take it. I you feel like I, I want the chance, but the, the risk is so high. Never yeah. hear music again? Yeah. Like it's, Never it's hear a, Nickelback again? It's a... Yeah. <laughs> it's a massive risk reward. Mm-hmm. So it's like the rule, the reward's big, but the the risk is so big too. I feel like the risk almost outweighs the reward. If you were to score, how do you see yourself scoring? Is it on like a drive spin? Somehow you extend away from him and then lay that up, or is it a step back? Is it a just I, you check the ball up real quick and then you pull the trigger to try and get off a quick one? I think like how are you scoring? I think what it is is that he assumes I'm all right hand because I am, but a <laughs> shot, but a shot, but a shot that I've actually worked on in my time in my life is remember Brandon Roy's 
he would go to the to the left, and then at the elbow, he would do this huge step back fall away jumper. Okay. Going to the left elbow, and I always loved that shot. And I was like, I'm so right handed. This was back when I was playing rec ball, and it was like a little we're you know younger twenties, so you take it a little seriously. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta get at least one shot going to my left. Yeah. So I worked on that for like you know months, and that's a decent decent shot for me. I think that, that if I had a chance, and I don't think I do, and like I like I say, remember, I wouldn't lace them up. But if I had a chance, that would be the yeah. shot. The yeah. left elbow, going left, step back, follow okay. far, far away from Jordan as I could get, and pray. I, I, exactly. Fingers crossed. Yeah. You hand shoot emoji. it with crossed fingers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, dude, it's, I, and I see myself being rejected so many times, just right back yeah. in the face, just pop, sent back, pop, sent back. You'd have to go, like, I feel like you'd have to go, like, hook shot, like, sky hook, just try and keep it away from, like, get the ball as far away from him as you can, mm-hmm. and then just try and get it up and in. Do you, do you think you have any more chance of success if this question was phrased five million or you don't? hear music again if you go one-on-one and have 10 chances to stop michael once what do you have a better chance of success of scoring on him or because he was a defensive player of the year uh was it multiple times or once i know at least once probably multiple times i think i have a better chance i think you have a better chance scoring because of the because there's no way i'm stopping michael jordan from scoring (laughs) I think I have a better chance of stopping him. I don't know if that's foolish or what. <laughs> I don't know. Because he's controlling everything when he has the basketball. He's if, controlling me, though, when I have the basketball as well. But like I say, <laughs> all you have to do is throw it, you know? Like, sure. I feel like I have a better chance of throwing it in the general direction of the hoop than I do of stopping him from going in the de- general direction of the basket. <laughs> like, not doing that. Yeah, yeah. He can probably hilarious. still dunk on me, like today. Oh, sure. <laughs> that's funny. And he's got to be getting that's up a, there. That's a good, uh, that's a good ransom thought. Yeah, so uh, thanks for the Bulls for that one. You're welcome for the free pub, so there you go. Um, but yeah, good random thoughts after the week off, and now we've got some good trivia questions for you, and one answer that I know you guys have been waiting for. So here we go, let's go to trivia. Trivia! Trivia! Yeah. Trivia, baby! Oh. <laughs> Welcome back to Jeopardy! Gonna make that your final answer? You think you're pretty smart, don't you, Trebek? This is trivia, where two weeks ago we asked a trivia question uh, that went like this Who was the first non American player to win the Masters? One more time. Who was the first non American player to win the Masters? Answer? Gary Player in 1961, and he, in fact, went on to win two more Masters uh, Green Jackets uh, in both 1974 and 1978. And I believe that's where the Players' Championship comes in, correct? After Or named after Gary Player? I think so. Is it really? Maybe not. I, I don't know. I thought, thought so, but maybe not. Maybe it's just after the Players. That's some trivia for you. Yeah, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> Since you let us know. 
Yeah, <laughs> fact check. Do you get a different green jacket every time you win? Thank you, because as I was reading that answer, I don't know. I thought of that as I was reading. Or do, I'm sure you do. Or do they I feel just like, like be snubbed. retailer the other one? Maybe you have patches. Patches? Like. Oh, that they like sew on like the year? Yeah. Maybe. That's a good question. Because then you can show, then it's like, okay, everyone, even though everyone knows how many times you won, maybe, it's like when you show up to the green jacket party or whatnot, it's kind of like a, it's a little uh, flex, like, you know, you got all, you got all the patches or whatnot. Like the military pins? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. We got to look that up. Dude, we're just coming up with trivia on the spot right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One we didn't come up with on the spot is this this week's question, which goes like this. When was the last NFL draft in which a quarterback was not taken in the first 10 picks? One more time for you. When, when was the last NFL draft in which a quarterback was not taken in the first 10 picks? Find that out next week. It wasn't this year. A little spoiler for when we talk about the draft. But uh, for now, we're going to go ahead and this week's a little bit different. We've got, But we do have a little bit of news. Um, but it's not enough to give the full shebang. So let's just dive straight into the news right now. Let's do it. No intro thing. Just go into the news. Right. Yep, let's go. Okay, so first story. Gronk is back. Hello. A fourth-round pick to the Patriots for Rob Gronkowski to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and join Tom Brady there. How how good does it feel, just generally, to have Rob Gronkowski back in the NFL? The boys are back in town. <laughs> uh, it's great, man. I think it does a lot for the league. Uh, he's not the player he... Uh, once was, you know, he won't be able to stretch the field, I believe, as as vertically as he once was. But, like, it's just good. He's a good guy. He's fun. Uh, He's a good face, um, you know, to have in your your league. Um, And I think this this, uh, trade is a win-win for both teams. Belichick got a a fourth-round pick that he wasn't expecting to have this year. And, uh, wait, wait, no. He got the fourth. The Patriots got the fourth, right? Yeah. So and then and then um, the the Bucks um, get another weapon um, at an already stacked uh, tight end position uh, for their team. So he's not going to be asked to do all the work at the tight end position um, if he can if he can block significantly um, and then maybe score every once in a while. You know, not he's not being asked to do too much and carry the load at tight end and that's what i like and i think he's set up for success in tampa bay yeah i like it too i feel like we didn't really realize how much we missed gronk in the nfl because he was always kind of around doing analyst stuff doing wwe so he's like you still see him Mm -hmm. but he's not in the nfl and then he came Mm -hmm. into the nfl and everyone was like oh like this is what we were missing yeah, yeah. Because like you said, he isn't a bad guy. Like he, I feel like everyone loves him because he's this big personality. 
that isn't really controversial. He just likes to have a good time. But yet mm-hmm. he still works hard. He's still a smart football player who's successful. You know, like he doesn't have... It's not like he's a goof-off and mm-hmm. is doesn't put the work in. So he doesn't turn those the people who don't like people like that off. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not like, ah, oh, this guy is not a professional. He's a professional, but he's just yeah, like, he likes to have fun. Yeah. He's the... Of course. Great person to have in the league, and um, I don't know. I just feel like this doesn't hurt his Hall of Fame candidacy at all. It, oh, no. So, is it... Was it Gronk that, that the story came out that he hadn't really... He hadn't spent a penny of his... Uh, uh, salary course. checks. It was all off of endorsements. Yeah, he isn't like he's he's a businessman, you know. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah this is uh, I'm a I'm a big Gronk fan. <laughs> so, big Gronk fan. I feel like everyone is like you. Just there's there's nothing you can't find anything you to dislike. No, and that's always great to have in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, the 49ers, This is very recent today. Actually, have made a bunch of moves. They traded Matt Breida, the running back Matt Breida, to the Dolphins. He is going, Matt Breida will join Jordan Howard in Miami. Um, They still have Tevin Coleman. They still have uh, Raheem Mostert. They might even have McKinnon still. (laughs) Jeez. They still have a big room. Didn't really need Matt Breida, so there you go. Um, The Dolphins. Matt Breida and Jordan Howard, it's not a bad running back room for a rebuilding team. So that's move one. They also traded to get Trent Williams, the Pro Bowl, uh, perennial Pro Bowl left tackle from yeah. the Redskins, who has been having a tough time relationship-wise there in D.C. Um, they got a... They traded, so they get Trent Williams. They give the Redskins a fifth-round pick this year, which has already been used, and uh, a third-round pick next year. And Joe Staley is expected to retire from the Niners. So, wow. Replace... A lot going on. Yeah, replace a really good left tackle with another really good left tackle for very little picks... Um, you get rid of Matt Breida for some picks. Because remember, the Niners are like, they're in cap hell. They don't have like any money to spend. <laughs> yeah. They can barely afford to, to repay, like pay the players that they've got. So that's mm-hmm. why they're trying to get rid of people. Um, as in Marquise Goodwin, who they traded to the Eagles for like swapping six round picks for almost nothing. Because they just, they need money. Um, So I don't think they're going to be done yet. But yeah, they traded Marquise Goodwin. They got Trent Williams. And Joe Staley's probably going to retire. And they traded Matt Breida. Lots of stuff. I think, uh, where do you see them finishing next year? Uh, The 49ers. Are they going to make another deep run? Uh, Do you think this is too much change? Do you like the changes? What's your general? I don't have one. I, I can't, I can't. I like the changes. Um, you're not you're not losing that much at receiver. You're not uh, depending on the, how the Trent Williams thing works. If that thing works out, I don't think you're going to take that big of a step back. 
I'm not going to say Super Bowl run because that's so year to year, but playoffs, mm-hmm. definitely, and that always gives you a chance. So yeah. I like what the Niners are doing. Okay. They're well run. Okay, now what we wanted to talk about was the last dance. You've been watching this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last dance, the Michael Jordan, the Bulls documentary. Um, I use, I tend to watch it. Like, I split it up into two nights. Just watching dinner. Caught back nice. up. Um, but, yeah, that it, three and four are tomorrow. Yeah, um, and I think three is going to be the Rodman episode. I'm super down for this one. That's going to be crazy. I'm learning a bunch. Um, I was talking to, about this with the captain last night. He hasn't watched, so I told I recommended it to him. He hasn't watched it. He has not watched it, and he is he no interest or like he, he just well, hasn't he was, had time. He was kind of saying like I don't know, just kind of done with Jordan, like hearing about Jordan, seeing Jordan's highlights. Sure. And what I was. What I was saying, because I was kind of in the same boat, but when I watched this, it like reignited that Jordan love. Because you're seeing things that I've never gotten the chance to see. I mean, I wasn't watching the NBA when I was seven years old, six, seven years old. I was, yeah. you know, playing outside. So, yeah. So it's like yeah, you're, there's... you're getting to see things we didn't get to see when we were younger. And not only us being younger at the time of, you know, his apex right of his um or peak of his career yeah um but like this a lot of this stuff just is unreleased footage and stories and stuff like that and and that that is what i'm so interested in i you know i'm a i'm not in love with michael jordan i respect and you know like he's in my in my consideration like he is the goat but um i don't know a lot of these stories um, that I'm already seeing through episodes one and two. So, um, I'm just excited to learn more just to, um, become a more, uh, enlightened sports fan. Also, I think this is like, I was thinking about this. I wouldn't be as excited for this. And I don't know if I'd be watching it every Sunday, um, intentionally if we had sports going on, but this is my sports fix for like the week, you know? Yeah. This is uh, something that I get to look forward to. So I don't think it would be I would be as excited if sports were going on during this. But this is this is filling my uh, my need. Yeah. Speaking of sports fixes, golf has yeah. provided us with one. We have talked about this tournament, um, but now it is official. The Tiger, Phil, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. We didn't get the others that we wanted, um, so, but hey, it's fine. We didn't get mm-hmm. any Romo or Daly. We didn't get, <laughs> I forget who, Faraday, I forget who the other person was. Yeah, um, that was fun. But we didn't, we didn't get those, but we do get the four. And uh, it's going to happen, I think like next month, like pretty soon, they're going to make it happen. So yeah, that's going to be a sports fix, and I'm looking forward to that. Are you looking forward to it more now that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are in it, or would to me, I mean, I think that'll be fun, but I could have done without Manning and uh, and uh, Tom Brady uh, being in there. I would, I would have just liked to watch the pros. Well, so they did that. They did the Phil versus Tiger thing. Yeah, was that a couple years ago? Was it last year? Yeah, was it last last year? A couple years ago, and I think everybody's main complaint was like 
it wasn't, they were taking it too seriously. Sure. They oh, weren't okay. doing okay. like, oh, the betting. They weren't tra- talking trash. And I think when you yeah. add Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, it tells everyone, including Tiger and Phil, like, this isn't a PGA event. This is mm-hmm. fun. This is entertaining. So they get to relax and not worry about doing the whole... Like, Tiger doesn't have to worry about, well, I've always been better than Phil, and if he beats me here, does that ding mm-hmm. my legacy? You yeah. Know, Phil doesn't wor- have to worry about trying to chase Tiger like he's been doing his whole career. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady deflate the whole thing and make it pure fun, which I'm totally in for. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so that is our main news, but now we want to get into, we kind of have a couple different topics. And our next topic is the big one, the NFL Draft. The NFL Draft. And you talked about um, you, you talked about getting your sports fix. This was a lot of people's sports fix. Like 15.5 million people watched the first <laughs> round of the NFL Draft, up 37%. Crazy uh, from a few, from years ago or last year or whatever, um, massive. It was a massive night for the NFL, and it went pretty well. It was like an intriguing draft, but a weird draft. But then it was like you no know, technical glitches, not a lot of trades until later. So it was kind of what everybody needed. I feel like from the NFL, and they got it. Yes, and I we we got our our handful or our fair share of. Um, of Goodell, Goodellisms, whether it be talking on the mic when, or having a hot mic uh, when he's not expecting it, or or just totally butchering Tua's last name. Like, dude, you have you. Everyone knows Tua, uh, and I feel like you gotta yeah. practice that a little bit. I think he just gets kind of nervous, still, you know. I feel like he does, especially when yeah. he doesn't have. Like you said, he doesn't. He's there. What, maybe one person is there in there with him, like an IT yeah. guy somewhere else, like keeping his distance. He doesn't have the number of people to try and help him out. He's like just trying to figure everything out by himself. It's. I feel for him at times. There's. A, it seems like there's a lot. Yeah, he's got to try and figure out. But also, yeah, it's stuff you. Know, you Yeeter, gross matos. <laughs> like, yeah. like, what are we doing? That that one was that made me laugh. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, it, it was pretty good. It was entertaining. A lot of stuff people didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, the broadcast, like, wasn't. I didn't think it was all as great as it usually is with all the ESPN and the NFL people combined. But you know, whatever. It was good for what we're trying to accomplish. Exactly, and I, I like seeing the families of head coaches and GMs and everything like that. Um, it's it's just cool. Like it, yeah. it shows you that they are, you know, they're not just football. We see them in a different light, you know. Um, yeah, and I thought that was kind of cool. I was listening <clears throat> to somebody today, and they were saying that the reason they liked to be able to see that is because it showed you. Like, the reactions from these guys after their picks shows you how important every pick is to them. And how, like, after every one, it's like this hug and, like, this sigh, almost like an outward physical sigh of relief. Like, okay, fine, Mm -hmm. that one's done. 
and it shows you like you got to gear up to the pick and then they kind of like come down after and then they spend their time and end up having to gear up for the next one so um yeah it's very interesting speaking of things what? happening Clancy just walked in. So. Hey, Clancy. <laughs> um, um, yeah, where, this is my GM where, moment. Yeah, exactly. Um, where was uh, uh, Jerry Jones? That looked like the White House basement. He was on a yacht, I heard. Was he in a... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He was Dude. on his own yacht. And who was the lady sitting to his right that was always popping in? I don't know. Is if he was, married? I don't know if it was his wife or his daughter or something, but yeah. No, was, that could not be his daughter. I don't know. Well, yeah, okay, probably wife, but I don't know. Um, yeah, it was. It, yeah. it was very interesting from broadcast to actual draft. You being a Raiders fan, what's your reaction? Um, you get rugs <clears throat> over Jerry Judy over CD Lamb. Don't. So I was sharing this with you. Um, live via the draft uh um but I, I i'm not i'm not in love with that uh rugs pick um the raiders have notoriously always draft speed and have the have the mindset that speed kills where in some cases it does i think that the better pick would have the smooth pick would have been to uh draft a more sure-handed receiver so i like jerry judy uh as did I think a lot of the country. <laughs> yeah. But um, I would have liked that pick. Um, you know who I actually do really like was that. Um, is it Bowden Jr. or uh, yeah that rece- that receiver, quarterback, running back? Running back. Yeah, the gadget guy. Let's see some. Uh, let's see some interesting packages there. But um, I would love. I mean, him with Hunter Renfro with. Um, uh, Rugs the third. Um, our receiving core is going to be nice. Um, <clears throat> we already have a stable running back. Now the question mark still with Derek Carr. Um, but I like it. I mean, we had what? Seven picks through the four rounds? Six picks through four rounds? Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't, I think Oakland had a fine draft. It wasn't great, but. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it too. It's a fine draft. Um, yeah. The Rugs definitely think- shocked me. Who do you think was the winner out of the uh, just like out of the draft? Uh, God, it's hard not to say the Dolphins. I really liked what the Dolphins were doing, pairing mm-hmm. free agency with the draft. Just felt like they were just dropping pieces into unfilled holes. Yeah. Um. So I really liked that. Um. I would say. The, it's hard to say like, the Bengals probably winners because they just get a guy. Uh, Browns are uh, Browns got a great roster at this point, so it's like you gotta do you gotta accomplish something here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cowboys getting CD Lamb. They, That's scary. The Cowboys oh are gonna be are gonna be nice. I mean, they got a good. They got a. I just heard today in like the end of the fourth round, the last pick in the fourth round, they traded up with the Eagles. They got a new center, uh, somebody that I had as third, like my third ranked interior offensive lineman. Mm. They got him in the fourth, which was amazing that he was even there. So that could end up being nice for him. So it's just, yeah, I think the Cowboys were winners. The Dolphins were probably my biggest winner. 
Um, Vikings, biggest question mark. What? Biggest question mark of the first round. Let's go. Biggest question mark. Like, hey, what? That doesn't make sense. Um, Seahawks. But everyone says that every year. Exactly. <laughs> no one ever knows what the Seahawks are doing. How about the the Falcons? I did not like the AJ Terrell pick up there at what 15, 16. Um, mm-hmm. didn't like that. Um what what's your take on the uh Jordan Love to Green Bay? I was laughing, dude. I actually had that predicted. What? Uh, really? Yeah. Um, wow, good for you. Because it just doesn't, to me, it doesn't make sense. Like, you have Aaron Rodgers for another, was it three or four years? Four years? Yeah. Um, Potentially. And so your window, yeah, your window to win the Super Bowl is now. And you, if you could have got him another offensive weapon, I think that would have been great. But now you draft the heir apparent where. What doesn't make sense is the blueprint for winning Super Bowls is winning Super Bowls with a quarterback under their rookie contract, right? Where they're cheap and you can pay everybody else around him. But now if if um, uh, Rodgers goes four years, you're going to have um, Jordan Love in his fifth year then, you know, coming out for – and then, he's, then you're going to have to pay him. Uh, you're gonna have to pay basically a project quarterback um, yeah. in his fifth year when he starts. I just don't understand. Yeah, that. but that's a big if if Rodgers makes it all the way mm-hmm. to all the way through that contract. And I, I think the Packers needing receivers, the people that you would have taken there were gone. Yeah. So that wasn't gonna be somewhere that you reached for. Um, I think it was just kind of the value pick. Like, it fell to him. Let's do it and think of the, uh, think of the, I don't know, think of the future a little bit. and Take the risk on not having, what, like 40 years of good quarterback play, but having 55 years of good quarterback play, potentially. Yeah. So, uh, people, people are starting to see Rodgers... As an aging quarterback, he doesn't like to try and fit throws into tight windows anymore. He likes guys to be wide open, and you didn't have any receivers that do that at that point. So mm-hmm. you need to find a quarterback who maybe isn't as set in his quarterback ways. Somebody that, if you're going to take LaFleur, let him mold a quarterback, and there you go, Jordan Love. So okay. I can see it. I can see why people don't like it. I can see it either way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there are some winners, some losers. Like I said, Falcon. Another winner, Broncos. Yeah. They get Jerry Judy way down there. They get uh, you know speed all around. Although they didn't get, they didn't get better at the offensive line, which they need to do. <laughs> but I still think they had a good one. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people. This draft is one where you do, you weren't going to get way better unless you were really bad with, a, like, one pick. Like, if you're in the middle, if you're the Cowboys, if you're the, the Falcons, the Broncos, those kind of guys, even the Raiders, you're not going to get way better with one pick. 
because this draft is more full of really of good starters, good 12-year starters, good NFL players. There's no, like, Calvin Johnsons in this one. So, there you go. Um, but what we need to get to... The 2020 NFL Draft Challenge. I want to thank... We had nine people do it this year. Oh. Which is actually a really good amount. for. Uh, yeah. And we'd like to have more, but that was a really good amount. Um, so thank you to everyone that played. It, we had pretty good scores. Last year, I think the winner had like just over 20 points or something like that. Like We weren't... We weren't good last year. Let's mm-hmm. just say it that way. Uh, this year, we had a, a lot of people over... We had one person under 20 points. So, a lot of good mock drafts. The way it works is you get five points for a correct pick. That's why you nailed it. Um, think Joe Burrow going number one to the Bengals. You get five <laughs> points if you get that right. So, correct pick, correct team? Yep. Yeah, draft slot and team, that's a correct pick. If you get the right team, so they just went to the team you thought they were going to, you get three points. If you get them in the correct spot, but not the right team, you get two points. And then if you were just off, like you had them going here, and they actually went one above or one below where you had them going, you get one point. So that's the way it worked. Um... And we had a lot of people get, get like, spot-on picks. So it was cool. We only had one person, Durs, have one player go twice. So, <laughs> so that was rough. He would, had a corner going in two different spots in the first round. So way to go there, Durs. Um, but, yeah. So how, how do you want me to do this? Let, let's first give a shout-out to all the, the people who... Um, besides you and me, yeah, that joined in this, in yeah. this draft. Um, okay, uh, our, our guy Steve McGrain, he played with us. Thank you for playing. Um, the captain, yeah, co-host of Drinking in the Draft, he joined us. You, um, our listener Jamie, he hopped in. Yes, he was also in our Bold Nonsense Fantasy Football League, mm-hmm. I believe. So he hopped in on this one too. Our guy Bales, yes, he sent us a. He had a pretty good mock draft. He sent us. He joined. Um, we had I. Uh, we had a listener's brother as he was filling in. As our listener was filling in his mock draft, his brother wanted to hop in and play, so he joined us. Awesome, thank you. Hopefully, we got a new listener from that. Yes, and then we had our Doctor B. Our boy, yes. Dr. Dr. B, he played. And then, like I said, Durs, who is the captain, uh, one of his best friends, was best man, he hopped in, and Dr. Nice. B's younger brother there. So, Love it. bunch of people playing. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. It was really fun. Uh, this It's not a hard thing to send <clears> in, <throat> and it just makes the draft more fun for us, gets a little bit of smack talk going, so it's a yeah. good time. So should I just go like what nine to one or yeah top five? Yes. What should I do here? No, n- nine to one. We need everything. Okay, at nine. As long as I'm not nine. <laughs> at, at nine, our guy Steve McGrain. 
he sent in. Um, he sent in his mock draft. He's at nine. Mm-hmm. So awesome. First first year playing. So there you go. Kind of feeling it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Durs was at eight. Okay. Yep. Um, and he, you know, he definitely lost points for having one player go twice. Can't can't <laughs> have that. Didn't Not even know that. how. To, didn't even know how to score that one. <laughs> um, Shotgun approach. Yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully new listener, uh, our guy Drew. He came in at seven. The captain himself is at six. Okay. You, sir, are at five with 31 nice. points. Okay. Bales hopped in at four with 35 points. <laughs> yep. Uh, our top three. Jamie. Jamie, yeah. he kept saying that he was going to have a bad mock draft. Yeah. Guy killed it. Third at 40 points. Dang. Yeah, hopped in there. Okay, so then uh, number two is Dr. B. Nice. With 42 points. Great wow. job. Yeah, great job there. And I I got lucky at the end of the draft, and I ended up winning the thing. How, how many points? 45. So very, very close matchup from the for the top three especially. Five points separated one through three. That's crazy. And I got seven points with the last two picks in the in the first round. I, dude, wow, good yeah. for you. I smashed. I Clyde Edwards Alaire. I had going to the Chiefs at thirty two. Yeah. Got five points for that, and then I I got the right uh, draft slot, but not the right team right, with thirty one. So seven nice. points from the last one to come in. Come Grabbed it. Yeah. Swooped in. And that, I was pretty pumped for the 32nd pick. I was wow. watching. We were watching it. Like the captain and I were watching the draft. And we trying to like talk. We were talking about each pick before it happened. And when they announced Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I, just, I was all over Flipped the place. Flipped the table. That's going to be so dangerous. A receiving back like that. He was my he was my number one running back, and I just thought like him on the Chiefs is going to be disgusting. Dude, it it's a embarrassment of riches. No, I'm not. That's not the phrase. A wealth. Wait, no. is there wealth yeah, of riches right. or is there embarrassment, embarrassment of, riches? of riches? Yeah. Sometimes I just make up phrases. New phrases are born on this podcast. Let's get them into the dictionary or wherever. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you to everyone that played. We had a, a, a number, a lot of correct picks. Um, so, guys, guys did a good job this year. I was really excited. I was going through, just kind of keeping track, and and uh, it was really fun to, to to do. And we thank you for sending those in and joining us. Lots we hope of you fun. hope you enjoyed the draft a little bit more because of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's our draft. A little bit of draft recap. Um, and now we want to talk some uniforms just really quickly. And then we'll get out of here. So we had the Colts and the Browns drop last week. And then this week, since we took our hiatus, we had the Patriots and the Chargers drop. So let's go through each one and then we're going to rank them. Okay. Colts, what do you like? What do you dislike? It's like one thing on either side. So, did you see their new secondary logo? 
It's not on their jersey, I don't think. Uh, I it, I think so. Is it? Is it's it a more... C with the state of Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I did Sorry, see state of Indiana. Wow. State. <laughs> I didn't catch it. <laughs> I haven't even drank today. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's the state of uh, Indiana inside the sea. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it, it looks really cool. Apparently, though, they're getting sued by a uh, um, a high school. Yeah, apparently, a high that. school in Indy, uh, Indy um, also has a very similar um, logo. Um, Do but you no, need I, to I like sue that. for that? <laughs> I don't. Money grab, man. Yeah, money grab. We're we're living in a pandemic. Yeah. Cash grab where you can. Good luck with that. That high school. <laughs> um, yeah, I like it though. I mean, me not too. too I, to be honest, I don't. I don't. I don't not like it. I've always liked. They have a very traditional look, the Colts, and I'm Clearly. glad they didn't try and go do too much with it. But I like their numbers a lot. Hmm. Hmm. And, and a Nike guy over there must love a big Nike swoosh on the uh, on the shoulder. So. Exposed the brand. <laughs> Let's move on to the Browns. I like the Browns. I thought they did a great job with this. You know, I I don't. I've never loved the brown color. Mm-hmm. I never liked it, but I feel like with it being brown and orange, you did the best job you could. I think the all whites are really nice. Mm-hmm. But I, I like them all. I agree. I agree. Um, I love the use of the stripes. Um, um, big fan, whether it be on the the socks or the shoulder pads. Um, yeah. I love. I like the heavy stripe usage. I'm actually just looking at this now, and y- you notice the uh, the all brown. They actually left off the stripes on the shoulder pads for a little mm. cleaner yeah. look or more yeah. dulled down look. Those, um, but yeah, no, I, I like the yeah, I like the usage of the color blocking here. Yeah, agreed. I like the I like those. They're not bad. Let's go. Let's hit the Patriots uniforms. Patriots. They went. Uh, we. I feel like we've kind of seen these before. They're pretty mm-hmm. similar, but they did some good striping here. Um. I don't know. How do you feel? This this is going to be a dumb comment, but they just look like patriotic jerseys. Not not yeah. <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing wild. Um. But if, if uh, football became a Olympic sport, these would be uh, the USA's <laughs> <laughs> That is the best. <laughs> so perfect. Is, very, very, very true. It's they, simple. It shows our colors. Like Yeah, but it's it not is. boring. It's simple no. but not boring, and it shows the colors. It's exactly the, it's exactly the Patriots and exactly what you'd think they would be. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's rank, uh, let's rank them first. What about the Chargers? Let's rank them first, because you know who's going to be number one. Yeah, sure. Who, who who's four for you? Go four to two. Four. I go Patriots, then Colts, then Browns. That's exactly where I'm at. Okay, that's exactly perfect. where I'm at. I feel like that's going to be consensus. Most people feel that way, but number one easily is the Chargers. Boom. They crushed this. When I first saw it, it was like guys in no pads or anything. Like there was no football mm-hmm. to it. And I didn't think they looked good. And then they came out with the pictures of the guys in shoulder pads, in pads. And I was like, oh, oh, hot damn. 
They yeah. They destroyed it. This these I, are amazing. I love that. So the Patriots, you have the silver, white, red, and navy. But with the Chargers, they weren't afraid to go different shades and like play with. It's not a traditional uniform. Um, they weren't afraid to experiment and and break off of the color palette. They they weren't held to one color palette. So you have yeah. the royal blue, you have the baby blue, you have the midnight midnight blue. Yeah. Um, and I just love that. You can go so many different ways. I love the bolt and the number on the helmet. Oh, it's um, beautiful. I I love that. Yeah, that they when you can nail a helmet, that's when you know you've got uniforms down. Because I feel yes. like helmets are hard to do. Yes. In terms of design, and yeah, they they look, they look like these. These are probably some of the only uniforms in the NFL that they look strong. They look fast, fast and cool. Yes. When you hit all three. <laughs> yeah. You know I. And, like, don't look like XFL or arena football jerseys. These are NFL, but they hit the speed, they hit the power, they hit the, the cool. Like, these are the mm-hmm. best jerseys in the NFL. Give me the top two. Um, I know, so the listeners aren't looking at the same picture we are, but uh, if you're interested, just go ahead and Google, you know, Chargers 2020 NFL kits, and you can see all six variations. Um that are out there, but Walsh, Disney, give me your top two. Um, I will go with the, I'm actually, I, I'll go with the two in the middle. So that is the yellow pants, white Jersey and the pow- the powder blue or baby blue Jersey with the white pants. I like that. Um, I almost went all white, but that's a close, that's a close third. I'll say. Yes. I my second place is that white top with the yellow plant, uh, pants. Um, I think that that looks fast. Yeah. Um, and that's just I love when the main colors are two like lighter colors. Yeah. Um, I I just like that. But then my number one, I love the midnight, uh, the dark dark uh, jersey color. You know what I love actually is the bolts on the on the uh, shoulder pads. With just the outline of the yeah. yellow, no co- no colored in uh, bolt. I love that. I just think it's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. they look they're awesome. Yeah, no, great. I know our boy at St. Bales hit us with a uh, hit us with a, a text the other day saying, "Hey, I'm getting uh, this this uh, player's jersey. Which uniform color do I get?" And we had a little discussion. <laughs> yeah, we did. We had to, and, and he's gonna look good in that. Yeah, no matter what picture or what one he got, he's going to get a good jersey. Yeah, no, they killed him. Uh, so, so great job from the Chargers, best reads in the NFL. And a great job by us. We had a lot to catch up on. We had a lot to review, and we got through it. We tried to do it as quick as we could, and uh, I feel like we did a good job. Great pod, anytime, as usual, per use. Anytime we take a week off, we know there's going to be a little bit more ridiculousness. And so we, I feel like we balanced that with getting you the info that you needed and with our takes. Um, so we did that. And now uh, that's that's it. That's episode 110. Dang. We're going to hit the 111 next week. Triple ones. That's going to be nice. Um, but yeah, that's 
That's this week's episode. Let's get out of here, starting with a plug. The last one, because we've got one more episode to do on for drinking in the draft. Um, that is the podcast covering the entire 2020 NFL draft with myself and the captain. We've got one more. We're going to react to the full draft. Who got a lot better? Who didn't get that much better? Um, players that are going to crush it. Players that went into great situations, bad situations. Uh, all of it. So anything you could want to hear prepping you, basically prepping you for next year, um, then the, this upcoming NFL season, you're going to want to listen to that. So that's Drinking the Draft. That'll be early this week. Love it. All right. Love it. And please, if you haven't already, please go listen to Drinking in the Draft. Lots of, I couldn't even tell you how many man hours have been put into researching, watching film. I know both you and the captain do extensive research for a just a fact-filled pod. Um, yeah, no, appreciate all the work you guys are doing, uh, spreading the uh, love and the information to the senseless. So please, if you have not listened already, go ahead and tune in to Drinking in the Draft. Thank you for that. Um, in the meantime, find us on our socials, Twitter, bold underscore nonsense, or on Instagram, bold dot nonsense. Uh, that's where you can find us most of the time. You can also email us at boldnonsensepodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. We've actually been getting some emails. Um, so thanks for hitting us up with that. You can also you can also hit us up. We will respond. Any reviews on iTunes. Uh, so if you, you, you review us there, hit a rate, review. We're going to look at that and we'll maybe you'll get a name out on the show. Yeah, so find us on, usually it's come. we come out on Saturdays, record on Friday, show's out on Saturdays early in the morning. Um, this week and last week will be a little bit different, but hey, we'll get back on our regular track. So expect the show on Saturdays, find it, SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, that's where you can listen to it. And I've, oh yeah, I forgot one, find us on Spotify as well yeah we are new to spotify yes now it's that's the easiest listen you can get we're on there it looks beautiful um mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. hey bold nonsense on spotify now i love it i feel like we've hit the big time now yeah you have no excuse not to listen <laughs> <laughs> we're literally everywhere yeah we're everywhere uh, okay with that let's uh let's hit by to the people uh, I'm at Still Smooth. Much love. Thank you again for another great episode and hour plus Walsh Disney. Um, love doing this with you every week. Love sharing uh, our takes, and I hope uh, everyone uh, enjoys listening as well. Yeah, uh, I'm at Walsh Disney. If you love it, love us, and we hope everybody is staying, staying healthy um, and staying happy. Look, don't yeah. let anybody – don't let anybody – Try and keep it down. Don't let everybody say you're not allowed to to feel the levity, feel the feel good. Sometimes think about the week we had. We just had the NFL draft, and it was huge. Fifteen point five million people watching it. We got confirmed. Tiger, Phil, Peyton, Brady. They're going to be playing golf together. That's going to be good laughs. We're getting the last 
Dance, one of the best documentaries of our time. We have dope-ass Chargers units. We're on Spotify. Gronk's back in the NFL. It's just, it's a good time, and, and don't feel bad to love it. And it's a great day to be alive. I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes. There's some hard times in the neighborhood. But why can't every day be just this good? What a time. One time. Uh, but that is episode. This is Bold Nonsense. This is episode 110. And this is your invitation to stay senseless. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Thank you very little. I hate goodbyes. It's over. Go home. Go.